The Pace Line is produced by The Cycling Independent, the only cycling media completely free of commercial influence. We are community-supported and dedicated to the whole of cycling. As our tagline says, if you ride bikes, you're one of us. From the Cycling Independent, this is The Pace Line, the podcast on two wheels. I'm Patrick Brady, and with me is my co-host, John Robot Lewis. Each week, we take a look at how cycling fits in our lives. So we're back from vacation, if we can call it that. It, we can call it that, right? Vacation? Sure. Um, uh, but um, how you feeling, buddy? I'm feeling decidedly mediocre, which is an upgrade from feeling terrible. <laughs> and <laughs> and that's sort of what I want to talk about today. Okay. Uh, I turned 50 on New Year's Eve. I'm a New Year's Eve baby. Uh, welcome um, to the club, buddy. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you. Uh, leading up to the day. I made an array of plants. Mm -hmm. I wanted to do something big, uh, something physically difficult to make to mark the event for myself. Mm -hmm. So this wasn't about roping other people into a celebration. I, ha I have a great group of friends. And because my birthday falls on this broadly auspicious date, I tend to get more attention than is in any way necessary on my birthday. <laughs> Like, my friends all remember when it is because it's on that day, and they all are on vacation, so they, you know, I tend to get celebrated even though that's, you know, I'm not seven years old. I don't need a <laughs> roller skating Spider-Man theme party to feel special. Well, I'm not sure I agree with that. Okay. I, I mean, I think just... a roller skating party would be just completely awesome. Yes, it is true. It is true. Mine would be themed King Kong, but please continue. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm never really looking for a party, but I do uh, want to do something typically on my birthday that's somehow life-affirming. Um, mm -hmm. I wanted to kind of make the point to myself that even if I'm firmly and deeply into middle age now, I've got a lot of gas in the tank and a lot of motivation for adventure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cut to the morning of December 31st, 5.30 a.m. The dog is whimpering outside the bedroom door. Uh, after some under my breath swearing so as not to wake my <laughs> wife i get up to see what he needs he's got doggeria uh the oh. runs <laughs> so i let him out the back door i mean uh, thankfully to him he didn't mess he he woke me before he made a mess okay but i got up and i let him out so i hit the coffee maker and i think okay Rough start, but uh, I'll take a nap later. <laughs> so in in planning the big adventure for the day, I'd run through a bunch of options. The first choice had been to skin up my favorite ski mountain at midnight and ski down with headlamps on. 
And the mm. problem there uh, is a typical problem in this day, uh, which is not enough snow, even though it's, you know, December into January. Right. And there were no rooms at the inn either. Uh, so Because New okay, Year's. <laughs> yeah, because New Year's. So spending the holiday at home. Okay. So I thought about climbing one of the 4,000 foot peaks in New Hampshire. Um, the problem with that was the weather, while unconducive to things like skiing and other, and even riding because it's been so wet, uh, here at the peaks, the weather has been highly variable, really unpredictable. Like, Mm -hmm. and I, I figured in the end that it was probably not cool to try to drag my friends up into that level of misery. Like... I was down for, you know, hiking up to a a peak where the temperature was seven with, you know, high wind. Like I would I would sort of take that on. Um, but I only have a few friends who were who would be interested and happy about that. <laughs> so I was like, okay. So I settled on a hard local hike, uh a fifteen mile round trip over some like pretty technical up and down terrain. Mm-hmm. It's only about a half hour from the house, so it's good in that regard. Uh, I figured people who wanted to do just some of it could do it, and we'd all be close to home, so it would be you know, like a big hard thing I could do that people could participate in up to their level of willingness. So, good enough. So after I started the coffee maker, I did a rapid COVID test because, joy of joys, one of my kids had tested positive a few days earlier. Oh, yeah. So he had tested positive, which, you know, I think came from a group sports uh, activity. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we quarantined him. And we, we'd been wearing masks in the house like we really did it to the nines. And we are uh, vaccinated and boosted. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were kind of doing all the things right. Uh, but still I thought like I should just check before I go on this hike. Cause it'd be rude to show up and get everyone sick. Uh, that scans. So I tested positive. Uh, <laughs> I felt fine, but I tested positive. So I texted everybody and the consensus was like, well, we're going to be outside and we'll keep distant from you but we'll all do this hike anyway and i was like okay so i decided to hike uh i I did Mm. you know keep distant um i hiked well we we started moving it's a tough one it's a tough one because it goes (laughs) up and down and the ups are very steep and um i started to feel lightheaded a little over four miles in and i was like well i can definitely keep going like i'm not suffering yet but then I thought, but if I have COVID and I push it, like what's what's the outcome here? Mm-hmm. So I decided to turn back, you know, a few miles short of the turnaround. Discretion being the the better part of valor, I guess. Uh, mm-hmm. And it turns at the time I was pretty disappointed, but I was like, oh, uh, this will be look smart later, and it it did because. Um, once I got back, I, from the hike, I, I went downhill pretty fast and I've been laid low since. Uh, so the whole thing was pretty disappointing. Um, and that, Mm -hmm. yeah. 
And so disappointment is what I want to talk about today. <laughs> okay. Because on some level, I kind of think this is what adulthood is about. How to deal, learning how to deal with disappointments and yeah. move forward. Yeah. Not to dwell, but to move on and do the best you can anyway. But, yep, that's against for me. I have this occasional experience of planning a big ride. Maybe I've signed up for an event or just concocted a big adventure. And I train and I prep my stuff and I show up. And for some reason beyond my control, things don't go well. Maybe it's hot and humid that day, and no matter how much liquid and electrolyte I choke down, I dehydrate or I bonk, uh, and the whole thing turns into a suffer slog instead of some triumphant triumph. So what I had built up in my head as this joyful, transcendent experience just isn't on the menu that day. Mm -hmm. But you got to get to the finish. There's rest and recovery and another shot adventure out there in the future, but you just have to do what you can to finish the thing that you're doing. So that's what I'm focused on right now. Turning 50 was not joyful and inspiring. 2022 has not kicked off full of promise. Well, let's observe that the note that it's starting on mm. has almost limitless opportunity to be improved upon. Yes. Your year is going to end better than it started. And I'm saying that on January 5th. Yeah, I think you're right. I've got my head down. I'm grinding away at the pedals. I know I'm going to get to a better place if I keep going. Um, and that just seems like adulthood. Yeah. 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 When I was a young person, my ability to handle disappointment was um limited yeah uh and by limited i mean almost non-existent yeah i've had uh, all the temper tantrums i've mm -hmm. been through all the whining i've done i've done i've tried all the all the uh over-the-counter remedies i've tried <laughs> yeah 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 um, you know, the thing about it is, you know, you can look at, oh, well, that's a healthier response, but the real, what I really gained from being able to handle disappointment was just peace. You know, mm. you get to acceptance so much faster and I think you see the world so much more clearly because if you're in a place of acceptance, you know, you're simply taking reality in and going, well, this is what the world is. Right. And it allows you to stay centered, to be peaceful. Um, you know, and so often I go back to, you know, metaphors from cycling. Um, you know, if you're in a pack and the pack starts to drift left, you're going to drift left with them. You may yeah. want to stay over in the gutter, but if that's where the pack's going, you're going with them. And so acceptance is just a really... It's a really handy, handy thing. Um, I did a lot of swimming upstream when I was a kid uh, because I, I wanted what I wanted, you know, whether it was yeah. emotionally or with friends or which Tonka toys I had, I, you know, uh, I had definite yeah. ideas and, you know, allowing 
other people, the grace of their choices. Um, uh, except for when my boys are hitting each other, those aren't choices that I, uh, consider graceful. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, you know, it's just made my life so much better. Uh, I, I'm a lot happier being able to do that. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think, I think I know how, I know how the story goes. Mm-hmm. You're disappointed. You move on. Things get better. It's it, the story's not, it's not that complicated <laughs> in the right. moment, you know, like how quickly can you let go of the disappointment? I mean, I'm still doing that right now. It's mm-hmm. the fifth. I still feel not that great, but I'm just trying to let it go and do the next thing. It's going to, it's going to be great. Yeah. You know, and, um, you know, in a couple of days, there's going to be a Saturday and a week from that, there'll be another Saturday. And by that Saturday, you're probably going to be feeling pretty good again. And you could probably round up at least a few people, maybe not all the same people, but you could round up some people and go out and do that hike that you didn't finish. Yeah. It's all in front of me. It's all in front of me still. (laughs) It's a good place to be, huh? Yeah, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see. We will. Yeah. Uh, That date will come along with a whole bunch of others. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to take a break and we will be back in just a minute. The Pace Line is brought to you by The Cycling Independent. We are the only online cycling publication that's entirely reader supported with absolutely no advertiser, sponsor, or investor commitments influencing our editorial. We don't have a sales team or middle management. It's just the three founders and a collection of talented and committed contributors who independently produce our content. To maintain our commitment to honest, reader-focused editorial with the best writers in the business, we need your help. Every dollar that comes in goes directly toward creating the content you see. A subscription is cheap, easy, and it goes a heck of a long way. Just go to cyclingindependent.com, click on Support TCI, and choose your level. Thanks for listening. Okay, we're back with the Pace Line, the podcast on two wheels. What have you got for us with your pull this week? <laughs> so I'm just back from the, you know, the reason we missed recording last week. I'm just back from another trip to Memphis. Yeah. Um, and given the dates of our travel, it counts both as the last trip of last year and the first trip of this year. Uh, weirdly, it was surprisingly warm there, I've got to say. Uh, hmm. like, like it got up to 75 on two different days. Yeah. I was, I was riding in short sleeve jerseys. Uh, the day I was going to ride in a long sleeve Jersey after about 20 minutes, it started snowing. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, we got most all the different weathers while I was in Memphis. Um, but it was, it was nice to, to get out and ride these trails in Shelby farms, uh, out on the East side of Memphis, which is where I learned to mountain bike back in the 1980s, riding them on a gravel bike, stupid amounts of fun. Mm. Um, and so it was while I was on one of those that rides that I was thinking about, okay, going to record the pace line when I get back. And I told everybody we were going to do our annual end of year awards. Um, so when I first started doing those, it was, you know, with red kite prayer 
And I did them as a kind of counterpoint to what colleagues were doing at outlet outlets like Villa News. You know, we were mixing sincere and earnest awards along with some really stingingly satirical ones. Uh, I recall once giving the Marvin K. Mooney, will you please go now engraved invitation to Lance Armstrong? Um, it's that's not the only time I used that Dr. Seuss book for an award. I also gave one to <laughs> Hein Verbruggen at the UCI. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, snark can be fun, right? Sure. But in truth, sarcasm can really poison relationships. Uh, and even if Lance has already torched our personal relationship, I do a lot less sarcasm and snark in my life these days. So as I was thinking about who and what I wanted to give awards to and for, I realized, you know, there's absolutely nothing I want to snark at. Uh, and in terms I want of what I want to celebrate, it's kind of straightforward. After Nearly two years of a pandemic, uh, okay, over two years if you're counting China, but here in the U.S., after nearly two years of, of a pandemic, the only thing I can see celebrating is life itself. You know, everyone who has lived through this ordeal, everyone who got COVID and survived, everyone who has managed not to get sick, uh, everyone who stayed on their bikes, everyone who got stressed and rode less, everyone who took up or returned to cycling uh, because all their other forms of recreation came to stop, you know, life, mm. we're, st we're all still here. The new normal we're living through has upended pretty much everyone's lives. Um, cycling, it's interesting to note, has been a refuge for people like few other things in the world. Um, you know, we wouldn't have the supply chain issues if if people on Moss hadn't gone to bike shops and gone. I need to do something outside again. <laughs> right. Uh, so, I mean, that shouldn't surprise anyone listening. And <laughs> I don't think it should surprise me either. Uh, you know, I've turned to the bike to get me through tough stuff for literally as long as I've been a cyclist. Um, I will say that I think we're up for some more surprises this year. I don't think we finished all of the surprises. So just as 2021 presented surprises that relative to 2020, I think 2022 is going to still hold a few more for us. I um, hope it's extraterrestrials. God, I, I hope it's extraterrestrials. You know, I, I'm down with that. I'm yeah. absolutely down with that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so quite honestly, I can't come up with much of anything I want to give an award to. Uh, but I noted as I was riding around that, you know, I'm grateful. I'm grateful I'm alive. I'm grateful I've still got a few bikes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they haven't all been stolen yet. Uh, I'm grateful for my boys and the fact that while I can't claim to be fit, I'm certainly healthy. Um, you know, I, I'm grateful for the increased amount of time that I've spent in Memphis recently. Uh, that has done something for my soul that I didn't see coming and it's been healthy and good. And I, I am absolutely grateful for that. Um, but, uh, you having just gotten COVID, I'm thinking gratitude might not be your go-to right in this very moment, but no, I definitely do feel, uh, you know, I'm grateful 
<clears throat> so I've had COVID uh, for the last, whatever, six, five, six days. But it hasn't been that bad. You know, like, mm-hmm. I don't feel good, but I'm not, I'm, I'm certainly not, I never, there was never a moment I thought I got to go to the hospital. There was uh, never a moment when I thought, oh, I can't handle this. Um, you know, getting vaccinated and getting boosted has seemingly saved me from having something that was more than a light flu. Mm-hmm. So I'm tremendously grateful. I'm tremendously grateful. There's a thing I hadn't heard of basically two two years ago. Uh, and uh, in the intervening period, we did a bunch of science that kept it from killing me. <laughs> I'm pretty... <laughs> Or, you know, or being a much bigger deal than it was. So I'm tremendously grateful for that. My kids have both had it. And uh, they came through very easily. They're thriving. Um, They both tested negative just this morning. Um, Yeah, there's a, you know, everything's good. My local, my local, my my regular, uh, it's Wednesday, right? My, yep. my Wednesday guys group that I would normally ride with went out and rode today and I didn't get to be with them, but I'm pretty excited that they got it together and went. That's pretty great. Yep. Life, Life goes on. Yeah. Yeah. That is, that is certainly a nice thing. Um, and I'm grateful for my mom didn't get sick. Like we tested ourselves and we were like, Oh, uh Oh, uh-huh. isolate grandma. So my mom is, <laughs> is uh safe in her hermetically sealed condominium mm-hmm. uh while the rest of us have been ill around her very good yeah, yeah. that's nice to hear yeah wow cool um yeah well i it's it's nice to just feel like i'm in a place of gratitude um mm. yeah uh I'll be going back to Memphis again in a couple of weeks. My mom is getting her hip replaced and uh, she's had so much trouble getting around uh, this, this, uh, this hip replacement will uh, eliminate an awful lot of pain in her life. And mm. I'm very excited to see what that allows in terms of increased freedom. And she's fully vaccinated. So even though, you know, nobody wears a mask in Memphis unless ordered to, uh, you know, we'll be able to get out a little bit more. So good. Yeah. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, uh, what do you say? Paceline picks? Sure. Um, so my pick this week comes out of, you know, uh, a lot of the research I did, uh, to try to be ready for the birthday thing that didn't fully materialized but that's fine (laughs) we talk about weather a lot on this podcast probably too much but as cyclists we all kind of turn ourselves into amateur meteorologists Mm -hmm. if you want to ride a lot you have to plow some time into understanding what the conditions are going to be yeah um if you're a weather nerd you can sort of go as deep as you want that wormhole might not actually even have a bottom i haven't found it my surfer friends have it I mean, they get all into <laughs> tides and I mean, they're swells. Yeah. Every time I think cyclists are serious meteorologists, just talk to a surfer or a fisherman for a minute. Or a skier. Yeah. I, so my pick this week is the Weather Underground app. Um, oh. For me, it's the right amount of information, the right level of granularity. It's roughly as accurate 
as any other source. Uh, but in short order, it kind of gives me the the info I need to see when the riding is going to be more or less pleasant. I find mm-hmm. I don't mind getting rained on when I know it's coming. Mm. It helps a lot here in New England uh, to know when you're likely to encounter ice. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes, this is true. Yeah. Um, and so Weather Underground does the hour by hour. Um, they do radar if you really want radar. Uh, they give me dew points. You know how I feel about dew points. Mm-hmm. Um, very mm-hmm. excited about them. Uh, so if I'll say if, I, there are a million weather apps. If listeners have weather apps they really love, I'd love to hear about them in the comments. I've tried a few other options, but I keep coming back to Weather Underground. Uh-huh. So that's my pick for the week. I don't know. What do you use? Uh, the stupid weather app that's on my phone, you know, my iPhone, the Apple oh, one. Oh, you got you to gotta move on from that. Yeah, I know. I need to up my game. I've needed <laughs> up my game for a very long time. Uh, I have the WTF weather app, the one that, you know, does these all, uh, it it will assess the current conditions in a very snarky and often expletive laden sort of way. Yeah. Uh, And, you know, I do that strictly for comedy. I, I, it's not actually an information source. Um, Well, if you you like that, you should check out, I do a Boston local weather uh, report sometimes on my Instagram uh, oh, yeah. Anyone out there who wants the Boston local weather delivered in a Boston accent occasionally uh, <laughs> at John Robot Lewis uh, on Instagram. Uh, yeah, a reason to go by Instagram a little more often than yeah. I do, which is generally about three times a year, whether I need to or not. Boston local weather forecast. It's terrible again. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we might ought to do an episode where you do Boston accent the whole time and I'll do a Southern accent the whole time. Uh, okay, next week we'll do that. All right. Uh, before we go off of weather, I will. I do want to give a quick shout out to mountainforecast.com. That's with a dash, mountain-forecast.com. Uh, for useful data on conditions uh, for winter hiking and skiing so they're typically not giving you info you need for riding bikes but they are a super valuable resource for the days you can't ride but still want to have that outdoor adventure so Hmm. okay i was unfamiliar with that as well weather underground is that a paid app or is it like free and then if you want the ad oh do do you get a lot of ads and other pop-ups stupid stuff or on the phone there are embedded ads Uh um i don't even see them I mean, I see them, but I don't see them. They're not right. very obtrusive and they don't sort of like obscure the thing. Mm-hmm. What I love is that they, Weather Underground goes, um, you know, it's the right now conditions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's a tab for hour by hour. So it gives mm-hmm. you like the day you're on hour by hour and that goes out several days. And then there's a 10 day forecast that, sh- you know, you can see in one graph what the trends are and. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I stare at that for a few minutes every day, and it helps me uh, understand the depth of suffering I'm letting myself in for. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, to to be fair, New England weather, um, you know, is as changeable as the whims of some African warlords. Yes, it's highly variable. Like yesterday, I think it was 17 in the morning. 
um, frigid cold most of the day. Today it's 50 something and pouring rain. There you go. Yeah. And then I think yeah. we're going to have snow on Friday, some inches of snow. So, uh, yeah, if you just were, I mean, everyone checks the weather, but I think, I think <laughs> having a bit more. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Weather underground. Okay. Yeah. What All do you right. got this week? Well, my pick is a little bit self-serving. So, you know, last fall we started mentioning to our readers that we had some new podcasts coming. Mm. Um, one of those that I was alluding to, but did not actually detail because I didn't want to say it before it was ready, uh, was uh, a, a short series, a limited series based on my series of pieces, Enter the Deuce, which is about the story of the birth of my son, Matthew. Um, so I wrote a series of posts about Matthew for Red Kite Prayer in the wake of his birth in 2013. Um, and I thought, you know, people have really loved this as a series. It's, uh, I mean, those posts have been some of the most, uh, powerful that I've ever written. Um, some of the biggest reader numbers that we ever had for Red Kite Prayer. Uh, and so I thought, well, if people are listening to podcasts, maybe I should try turning this into a podcast. And I'm pleased to say it launched over the holidays. And uh, let's see, the first two episodes are live now. And by the time people are listening to this, the first three should be <laughs> available. Hmm. But yes, it's a limited series. Uh, it'll be 15 installments. Each episode is uh, short, under 20 minutes. The first episode's only like six and a half minutes. Um, this is not a podcast about cycling. Um, and it's unlike revolting, which is a cycling podcast. That's not much about cycling. This is not a cycling podcast, but cycling pops into it from time to time. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a human story. Uh, as I wrote in my uh, description for it, it's the stuff of life itself, you know, parental love, fear for our children, uh, not to mention, are addressing our mortality and questions about the purpose of life. Um, so uh, it is up on iTunes. Uh, there are posts on TCI where you can play it there or download it directly. Um, and hopefully by the time people are listening to this, it will be available in places like Stitcher. Uh, so just look for enter the deuce. Alrighty. Well, that's wrap on another episode of the pace line. Um, I would ask you if you had anything fun planned for this <laughs> weekend, <laughs> ordinarily. Staying awake <laughs> during the daylight hours would be my, my ambitious plan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get that. Uh, I get to spend the weekend doing lots and lots of laundry, recovering from this last trip and trying to get ahead and in preparation for my next trip. Oh, boy. Um. Yeah, well, uh, before we go, I'm going to put in a plug for that other podcast, Revolting, uh, that John is producing along with uh, Stevel Knievel of All Hail the Black Market. Yada, yada, cycling podcast, not about cycling. <laughs> and we, uh, again, to remind everyone, we have launched The Crash. Uh, episode three will be up very shortly. Uh, I've, I've, got my, I've got my time cut out for me with Adobe Audition in the next few days. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, 
Yeah, we're 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 getting there. Uh, we're going to be doing uh, an ever increasing amount of audio content, uh, and it's exciting. So, uh, and I'm really excited for people to hear Enter the Deuce because it's the most thoroughly produced podcast uh, I've ever done. Uh, a little more instrumental music, sound effects, that sort of thing. Uh, it's more, you know, it's not it's not a talk thing. It's a story. Mm-hmm. So it's a mm-hmm. different sort of listen. Um, alrighty, everybody. Uh, we haven't gotten any questions in a while. Send us some questions. Uh, we love that. If you've got an idea, please drop by the cycling independent and put a suggestion in the comments. We hope you've enjoyed the show. And if you have, please leave us a good review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. It makes us easier for other listeners to find until next week. I'm Patrick Brady with John Lewis. Thanks for listening to the pace line.